0: Find something that works for you, but be intentional, really be intentional about evaluating where you are and then making a plan with actionable steps to go out and improve it. Welcome to Conversations That Matter, a podcast from Unifor. Here, we explore the latest customer experience trends, sales insights, innovations in AI and automation, and more with well-known thought leaders and industry experts. Tune in and join the conversation.
1: Hey everyone, welcome to the Conversations That Matter podcast. I'm your host, Randy Ksar, and this is season four. You guys have been waiting and we came back with an amazing topic that I th- we think that you'll like. Uh, so this season, we're talking all about emotional intelligence. And today we brought on Dave Seaton. He is our emotional intelligence expert that will kind of set the groundwork for you guys in terms of what it is and why is it important for you as a leader. And so, uh, Dave, welcome to the show.
0: Uh, Thanks, Randy, it's great to be here.
1: So uh, for those that don't know you, uh, can you share a little bit about who you are and how did you get into emotional intelligence in terms of uh, your expertise?
0: Sure, so I'm a customer experience consultant and I work with B2B SaaS companies to improve their customer experience. And prior to doing this consulting thing, I had a uh, a career in B2B tech companies in um, in executive leadership coming up through the customer service and support organization. I actually started my career as a as a computer programmer and oh, yeah and, cool. uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, did that for about a decade before awesome. Yeah, I I realized about myself it wasn't uh, it wasn't banging out the code that I got really excited about. It was solving problems, and once I kind of had that epiphany, you know, maybe we'll call that my first moment of self awareness that that allowed me to shift out of the programming uh, career path into the leadership career path where I got to work on on bigger and and bigger problems.
1: Right. Yeah, I mean, self-awareness is definitely what we're going to talk about as part of uh, emotional intelligence. But I have a similar kind of story where I was a coder back in in the 90s, uh, and then I switched over to kind of the community and and social side and and brand marketing. So uh, it's interesting. uh, We have similar uh, trajectories towards where we are today. Thanks for sharing that, that background. Uh, so one of the things that we want to f- uh, talk about is, of course, emotional intelligence, and I think a lot of people um, define it in different ways, uh, depending on what your role is. Whether you're in technology sales, whether you're in, in CX, whether you're maybe a teacher. I mean, so emotional intelligence can apply to everyone, and, and it's important. But from your perspective, what does emotional intelligence? Uh, how do you, How would you define it?
0: It's really simple. It's being able. To understand emotions in yourself and other people as they happen, and then being able to choose your actions based on that understanding to create better relationships.
1: All right. So actions, relationships. I think relationships is key. That's mm-hmm. how we all get better uh, by having you know a two-way relationship, <laughs> of course. Right. So uh, you know, for those that are listening, you know, why why is this important now? Why why now? Is it something that is new, emotional intelligence? Uh, No, right? It's been around for a while. One of the uh, books that I I read and that you've recommended to me before this podcast was Daniel uh, Goldman and Primal Leadership, right? That was one of the books that that you recommended. That was a good one. Yeah. So yeah, tell us, why why now? Why, Why is this topic so important to
0: leaders today? I think look at the news and look at everything that our society is talking about right now. From the great resignation to uh, diversity, equity, inclusion and belonging, uh, mental health in the workplace, all of these topics that are at, at the forefront of our society right now derive from this, this idea of the emotions that we are individually and collectively experiencing as we've gone through the pandemic and the social justice movement in the United States and, and now there's um, war going on and you know a lot of different things happening in our society right. that are that are affecting us all emotionally. Yeah. And emotional intelligence allows uh, leaders to perform at their best and then to bring their team along, so that the team performs at their best. And so I think you know now more than ever, there's a real need for this. There's a there's a, a leadership crisis. You know, people are burned out. People are looking for good leaders. Uh, you know, I, it is I think, yeah. You know, it's,
1: it's it's so it's self apparent. But it's, it's good to just kind of state the fact. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it reminds me of you know, I have kids in elementary school and, you know, they're learning how to deal with emotions, right? When they get mad, when they don't get what they want, you know, how do they react? Do they take a deep breath? Do they, you know, do they cry? Do they need a hug? Like, so it's funny how we remember those days barely for me, (laughs) but, (laughs) but now uh, we're we're kind I feel like we're starting all over again, but in a more kind of, in a a more, um, not just professional way, but in a not so sure what the word is, but it, it, it feels like we, it's a, it's a lifelong lesson, <laughs> if you will. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I, you know, the question that I have now that we kind of understand, like, kind of like the surroundings that we live in and, and why it's necessary, what is the hesitation then? Right. Because some people have a hesitation for,
0: you know, not wanting to learn something new. I believe it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, it certainly was for me when i started on my emotional intelligence journey yeah the foundation of all of this is self-awareness and you know the definition of that is understanding your own emotions in the moment as they happen and randy this was something i couldn't do for the first half of my career and I remember uh, the moment I was sitting at a leadership conference, listening to Travis Bradbury speak. And he's the author of Emotional Intelligence 2.0, which is another one of the resources that um, has been really helpful to me. But he asked the audience this question. He said, what challenges are you dealing with today that can be traced back to your own emotional responses of the past? Wow. And and in that moment, it, it hit me pretty hard because I was thinking about it, this one particular relationship at work, and I started thinking back and connecting the dots of how you know this person had said something, and I had reacted in a certain way, and yeah, and and it had it had built up into that problem that I was now losing sleep over. It was now <laughs> causing me great yeah. anxiety, right? And so I had to confront my own contribution to that, and uh, and that was uncomfortable. And then when I made the commitment to improve my emotional intelligence, and I started studying this, and I started working on this, that self awareness part in the beginning was um, it w- was uncomfortable. And so I think that's why many people kind of don't want to think about this. Yeah. And you know maybe maybe. They say, well, maybe I, you know, I'll focus on the emotions in other people. That's, that's part of it, right?
1: You first need to focus on yourself before you help other people, right?
0: Yeah, it, it all begins with, with self-awareness and understanding your own emotions. And then once you know your emotions, then you can begin self-regulation or self-management, which is one of the second skills that uh, they talk about. Yeah, let's talk about those uh, kind of four pillars. What are those four pillars? The first one is self-awareness. That's understanding your own emotions in yourself in the moment as they happen. Then the second one is self-management or self-regulation, depending on which expert you're listening to, and that's actually being able to act on that. So in the moment, saying, "Okay, Dave, uh, you're feeling you're feeling frustration right now. Okay, now what are you going to do about that?" Like you, like you mentioned with your kids, are you going to stop and take uh, some deep breaths before you respond? Are you going to um, say, okay, you know, I'm going to wait for an hour before I respond to that email? <laughs> totally, 24 <laughs> hours. <know>? I say, <laughs> wait 24 hours. You know, I'm going to get up and I'm going to take a walk. You know, it, uh, that's self management. So if you, you you can think about emotional intelligence on this two by two grid, and on the top row. You have the self-component, self-awareness, and then self-management. And then on the bottom, you have the social component, which is social awareness and then relationship management. Social awareness is recognizing the emotions in other people in the moment as they happen. And then relationship management is being able to use all of those skills to uh, improve the relationship over the course of the long term, and so one of the analogies I like, you know, is don't don't win the battle to lose the war. <laughs> don't uh, you know? Don't sacrifice the long term relationship in to, to win the point or make your point right, or, right, right. or or whatever it is. That makes sense. Yeah, and so those four skills come together to make up what we call emotional intelligence.
1: And now a quick break to learn more about Unifor. Using conversational AI and automation technology, Unifor helps your business turn conversations into richer experiences that drive sales, customer satisfaction, and operational efficiency. Conversations are more than just words. They're your most valuable asset. Now back to our conversation. Gotcha, all right, awesome. That's a great breakdown. Definitely areas uh, where I think we can dive into in in probably future episodes, Uh, but that's kind of sets the groundwork for people. So for those that are, are getting started, how do they know where they are in their journey? Is there a test you take? Is there uh, like, how, how do they go about figuring out what their baseline is? Because I feel, I feel like that's necessary to know, to, you know, maybe to track progress.
0: Yep, ab- absolutely. So some, some people, analytical people like us with a, the with a programming background, We like to, you know, drop a pin in in where I am now, give me the number, and then I'll go work on this. And then, you know, I want to measure my improvement. Um, People with other personality types may not take that very analytical approach. Uh, There's definitely assessments out there that you can take that will... You'll answer a series of 20 questions or 50 questions or 100 questions, and it'll come back and it'll plot you on a scale of 1 to 100 on each of the four skills and show you where you are and then give you an overall roll-up skill. And I took one of those that came with the book, Emotional Intelligence 2.0. I took one of those in September 2016. I worked on it really hard for a year. I came back and took it again a year later, and I had improved 14%.
1: Okay, well, that's, that's a good. So you, that's what you recommend is taking a, a test like that.
0: If if that's your thing, the the other thing you can do is you can do a self assessment. Block out some time on on Friday afternoon, and sit back and and think about your week. Uh, this is is one of the exercises that that I did over that year and that I continue to do, and reflect back on all the times when you acted in a way that was contrary to your values. And I, I got to tell you, the first couple times I did that, that was real uncomfortable. Yeah. In fact, at the beginning, I, I didn't even know what my values were. I mean, I had, you know, this general sense, like I want to do good and I'm not going to murder people. And, <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. But, uh, you know, over time, I've actually sat down and figured out what my values are. And so then you can do this kind of self-assessment and say, you know, one of my values is, is curiosity. So I think back to this call or this conversation that I had and I said, and you know, you can say, how did I do? Did I remain curious in that conversation or did, you know, I I let my emotions take over and did I get defensive? So whatever your values are, you can do that self-evaluation. You can also find a buddy, or a mentor, or a coach, could be a boss, could be somebody else that you work with, that you have that level of trust to be able to have these kind of touchy-feely conversations, and get that feedback, say, you know, hey, you, you were there in that meeting where things got a little bit intense, you know, how, how did I do, uh, and get that feedback. So. Those assessments are, are, are great. I used them. I.
1: But not, but not necessary. It sounds like. Right. What what I got from what you just said is what people always tell me, you don't need to boil the ocean. You don't need to solve everything all at once. Right. So maybe you can take one of those particular values that you have and just focus on that. Right. Mm -hmm. That might be a a good way to, to get started.
0: Yeah. I, I hesitate from being prescriptive that, you know, you must take this evaluation. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, People like we, we were talking earlier about uh, different personality types, and you know, mentioned the, the DISC system for understanding personality types. People with different personalities um, learn in different ways and, and react in different ways to analytics and assessments and that kind of stuff. So, you know, find something that works for you, but be intentional. Really, be intentional about evaluating where you are, and then making a plan with actionable steps to go out and improve it. And I'm I'm living proof. You know, a guy that was like below average emotional intelligence in 2016 actually took another test a few months ago, about five years later, and had significantly improved my. Uh, social, uh, sorry, my self-awareness and self-management. I've still got some room to improve on social awareness. And yeah, that's the next thing I'm working on. It's a lifelong pursuit.
1: Love to see your personal journey, um, kind of where you are. So if you guys are listening in, we'd love to hear what your journey is, if it is something that you're going to start. Um, we want to hear all about it. So make sure to use the hashtag Ctm Podcast. That's Conversations That Matter Podcast, CTM. Uh, and tag Unifor. And then we can uh, start that conversation, and I'm sure Dave can uh, join in and offer any advice on that. So now that we uh, we talked about kind of getting started, or, or, um, that was my next question, but we already talked about that in terms of like your your basis and what your values are. So I think we're we're kind of got a good basis of everything. If there's one thing that someone listening to this podcast can glean from in terms of emotional intelligence, what would you tell them? Uh, if they were to list if they were to just get one piece one nugget of information about emotional intelligence from this podcast what would it be
0: this investment in improving your emotional intelligence will pay off in every aspect of your life it'll pay off at work it'll pay off at home with your spouse with your kids with parents with friends cuz human beings are driven by emotions if you get into the the neuroscience and the different portions of the brain and you've got your your prefrontal cortex up here where you do your rational thought and your decision making and your neurons connect through this midbrain where you have your limbic system and uh, and that's where you process emotions down into your brain stem and and throughout the rest of your body. your your rational thoughts have to pass through your emotional center, both getting stimulus to think about, and then both passing information back and that connection between your limbic system your emotional center and your rational system that can be like a two-lane country road where there's only you know one lane of traffic going in each direction or it can be an eight-lane superhighway and you know working on your emotional intelligence is literally doing road construction between those two regions of your brain and building up those neural connections. And that just, it benefits you everywhere in life.
1: Awesome, that's, that's so helpful. All right, so the next thing that we're gonna do is uh, to get to know you a little bit better. Okay. So you know, we heard a little bit about your background, but we wanna uh, do some uh, rapid fire questions that we always do on Conversations That Matter. Um, so the, the first thing is, what is one thing that you would tell your younger self?
0: figure out this emotional intelligence thing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Gotcha. All right. And one thing that you wish, I guess, maybe it's the same answer. One thing that you wish you knew earlier in your career.
0: Yeah. Earlier in my career, you know, I started as a computer programmer and I was a really good computer programmer. And and you know I'm not saying that to to blow my own <laughs> horn, but I wrote really high quality uh, code, and I had really high standards, and I tried to enforce those standards on everybody else, and it created some some tension. And um, you know what I would tell my my younger self is that the teamwork and you know, being able to work together with the team towards this common business goal yeah. is more important than some ivory tower idea of what beautiful code looks like. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that would have saved me five years of pain early in my career.
1: Yeah, I mean, I had a similar uh, situation too where I thought it had to be this way and it really just created frustration amongst the team. and. I didn't realize it until after kind of taking a step back and just like, oh my gosh, did I really just do that? So I'm right there with you. Yeah. All right, uh, next uh, rapid fire. One city or country that you like to spend more time in, whether exploring or, or vacationing or living?
0: I would, I would go back to Kuala Lumpur. Oh,
1: cool, I've never been there.
0: I, I went there once um, about 12 years ago. I was coming from China where I had caught Probably the bird flu or something. I was miserably sick. I spent the entire time in Kuala Lumpur hallucinating in my hotel room with a very high (laughs) fever. One of the things about Kuala Lumpur, at least at that time, was it had the cheapest five-star hotel rooms in the world. So for like the price of a Holiday Inn Express, I was in this this two-bedroom condo on the 13th floor of a skyscraper downtown. Um, didn't appreciate it because I was really, really sick. Um, so I would, yeah, I would like to go back and actually enjoy Malaysia.
1: Awesome, cool. Uh, last book you read?
0: Read or listened
1: to? Oh, that's a good point. Uh, I'll, I'll take both.
0: Okay, I'll give you both. Um, audiobook, I finished The Martian this morning on my way to uh, my way to work. And um, reading, it was Neither Here Nor There by Bill Bryson, a uh, travel book. Awesome.
1: Cool, I uh, haven't read those, uh, but I, I've seen the movie. Uh, so uh, definitely, we'll take a listen to the podcast, uh, to the audiobook. All right, uh, and then lastly, what is one thing that is n- that is not on your LinkedIn profile?
0: All the work I've done for clients in the last year. <laughs> you gotta <laughs> update that, man. Yeah, probably need <laughs> to go. Need to go update that, and then...
1: Gotcha. All right, cool. Well, uh, thanks uh, for the time today. I really appreciate it. Uh, it really set kind of the, the basis of everything on our season four around emotional intelligence. So uh, really, truly appreciate that.
0: Thanks, Randy. Pleasure to be here.
1: Yeah. And so uh, for those uh, that want to learn more about Dave, uh, Dave, uh, tell us where to connect with you and where to find out more information about uh, your, your business.
0: LinkedIn is the best place to connect with me. I'm on LinkedIn slash N slash Dave Seaton, last name spelled S-E-A-T-O-N. And then I've got two websites because I do two things. I've got SetonCX.com for my customer experience consulting, and then DaveSetonLeadership.com if you're interested in leadership and emotional intelligence.
1: And tell us about your your training uh, that you have for emotional intelligence. What is it exactly? How, how? What is the curriculum?
0: Yep, I am I am working on an online emotional intelligence training course for leaders. It's called Mind Over Matter, as in. You're mad, M-A-D-D-E-R.
1: <laughs> awesome. So that'll be coming out uh, very soon.
0: Coming out very soon.
1: All right, cool. Well, thanks for your time. Uh, and th- all this information will be in the show notes, so no worry about uh, writing down the notes. We'll, we'll make sure you guys have all those links. Uh, and if you have any other questions for Dave, definitely reach out to him or hit us up through uh, Twitter at Unifor and the hashtag is Ctm Podcast. So thanks everyone for uh, a wonderful day today, Hope you have a great day. Hope you found uh, this value in the conversation and always tune in uh, to another episode of Conversations That Matter, where we're going to talk more about emotional intelligence. Have a great day,
0: everyone. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Conversations That Matter. Subscribe to our podcast for more great content. And if you want to learn more about the topic we discussed, visit Unifor.com today.